Hi, everybody in podcast land and also on YouTube. I'm James. I'm David. I'm Riley. And this is the Carpool <laughs> Critics Podcast, where today we discuss a nice, would you call this indie, foreign, Spanish language is it, film? Uh, something. The Platform. Spoiler alert! Sleeper hit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? If, well, no one is. Does that mean no one expected it to be a hit? I guess so. I saw it come <laughs> up on Netflix and I was like, mm, this looks gimmicky AF. I'm going to pass. Then I talked to a friend who was like, don't pass. Oh. And then I didn't. And then I was like, and this is so I'm, sweet. We should cover it on the podcast. I'm and not that's, a why passer. that's why we're here. I saw it on Netflix and I was like, that thumbnail looks intriguing. But then I clicked on it and I'm like, oh, it's in Spanish. I'm out of here. You're one of those like <laughs> repelled by. Dubs it's or not, subs? It's not, it's not that I'm repelled by it. Like, obviously, when you suggested we do this, I was kind of like, I mean, I didn't want to do it initially, but it, uh, I, I wasn't like, I didn't drag my feet going into this. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll watch a foreign film. You know, it's interesting, but I got to be honest and say that, you know, initially, it's uh, it's a bit more work to watch a Same foreign with you, film. David? It depends. Sometimes I want to turn off my brain and not really think too hard, and foreign films generally have to engage my mind, and... It's just a different different thing. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I thought that was kind of a boomerang thing because we were watching Dark, the German show. Right. And uh, my father-in-law is German. He's a German speaker. Yeah. And I was like, you should watch Dark. You'll like this show. Mm-hmm. German. And then he's like, okay, we'll watch it. And then they watched it in English. What? And I was like, why? And like, my mother-in-law was like, ah, I don't want to be reading all night. I'm like, what the hell? I thought it was just a boomer thing. When I see a movie that has subtitles, I actually give it a plus one. Like, I'm, I'm more attracted to it. Well... So this is funny. I think after, was Parasite the last one we did? Yeah. Or, or was Spirited it one of Away? the animes? Oh, Spirited Away, yeah. Spirited Away might have been the last foreign film we did. And since then, I've been watching every absolutely everything with subtitles. I always have subtitles on. English language <laughs> stuff, you mean? Yeah, yeah. English language. And I think it's because sometimes I just don't catch something, so I like like seeing it there. That's fair. But still, I think with a foreign film, if you look away, you miss something. And I kind of like maybe maybe my maybe my child is crawling over there and uh, you know uh oh they're turning on the oven. Let him get in. Keep watching. Three the movie. months old. He's very smart. <laughs> <laughs> so David, what do you give the platform out of ten? Although the platform is primarily a metaphor that falls apart if you think about it too hard, it still poses important and challenging questions about how our way of life is destroying our way of life. Seven point seven out of ten. Seven point seven. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, I don't, is that, that Holy crazy? Holy crap. <laughs> a oh. Middling score? <laughs> Whoa. So he enjoyed it. Okay, Riley. Oh, man. I'm, oh. Well, that was a better slogan. That was 100% a better, better slogan. Here's mine. <laughs> if you've never heard of socialism or you haven't seen Snowpiercer or Red High Rise or other works of literature with tiered structures, <laughs> you may love this movie. Five out of ten. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> right in the middle, right on the brink of enjoying it or not. Yeah, enjoying it. I, I honestly couldn't decide whether I was like, "Is this a six? I don't know, but yeah, I didn't love it. Mm, you don't really like uh, explicit violence or gore, though. No, that had absolutely nothing to do. Are with you it. sure? Because you're a wuss, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember whether you're a wuss or not. I remember wanting to cover. We we like talked about perhaps doing Midsommar. No, I watched Midsummer, Midsummer. someday, yeah. and then you were like, "I never am watching Midsummer again." We're not doing it. I was like, Pfft. "Okay, that's an interesting point that we can maybe get into later." But it's the reason I hate Midsummer, and the reason I hate, or don't I don't hate this movie, but the reason I'm so apathetic towards this movie is not because there is explicit gore or whatever. It's it's the way that it's used and uh, the overall kind of feeling that it gives the movie. It's it doesn't really add much, in my opinion. In Midsummer, I would never, I will never rate something lower because there's gore. I I enjoy as much as the next guy seeing somebody eviscerated. You know I love I mean? gore. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's it has to be towards some purpose that isn't just ah, look at this. I think okay. there's a purpose in this movie, but James, tell us there, your score. Sure. Come for the gimmick, stay for the ethical cannibalism. Eight point two. Eight point two. Eight point two five. Oh no, I'm a work cut out. Is for this me? the first no. time Riley's the bad guy? No. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, it isn't, is it? Yeah, I think so. At least the ba- only bad guy by yourself. If. Uh, but do you know who isn't a bad guy? Huh. Our sponsors. Oh, <laughs> carpal critics supported by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, including the greatest ball hair trimmer on the planet, the Lawnmower 3.0. That's right, Roly. You, you would love to shave your crotch with this. 
Rolling? <laughs> What's going on? I, I'm having a seizure. <laughs> this thing has a ceramic blade, 7,000 RPM quiet stroke motor, and even an LED light so you can see what you're doing. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CARPOOL at manscaped.com. Okay, I will. We're also brought to you by Private Internet Access VPN. PIA helps you hide your true IP address so that you can bypass your restrictions and censorship. You can connect up to 10 devices at once, and it includes an internet kill switch. <laughs> If your thighs get eaten involuntarily. I mean, if your VPN gets disconnected. PIA is available for Windows, Mac, Android, iOS, even as a Chrome extension. So check it out at lmg.gg slash carpoolcritics. That was a prison shank, in case you were wondering. Yeah, lots of saliva there. I can feel. Yeah, it's very spackly. <laughs> Riley, hit me with that synopsis. Okay, here's what happens in this movie. In a near future utopia where everyone speaks Spanish, Goreng are... They speak Spanish, right? We also don't know if it's a utopia. In the near future dystopia, some future <laughs> place, Goreng, our protagonist, willingly signs up for a six-month stay in a prison called The Hole, hoping the experience will help him quit smoking. Upon waking up on the inside, Goreng's eccentric cellmate, Trimagasi, Trimagasi, explains the prison has one cell per level and two people per cell. Once a day, a platform full of food travels downward through a hole in the middle of the structure, stopping for two minutes at each level to allow prisoners to take as much as they can. But those at the top take more, leaving nothing for the lower levels. Every 30 days, prisoners are randomly assigned to a new cell, which provides an opportunity for Goring to challenge the status quo when he wakes up on one of the upper levels. He rides the platform down with his new cellmate, forcing each prisoner to only take what they need, planning to ride the platform back to the top when they reach the bottom. But when they get there, he gets off and sends the child that he finds there back up to the top. The end. It's a very confusing what? last act, and that's how the synopsis ends. You left so much out of the synopsis. I know, but that's it's got to be quick. It's very confusing. I yelled at the screen at the end of this. So what's the format here? I need to like make a case of why it's pretty sweet movie or Riley has to make case of why it's not or okay 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 let me try let me try to explain a little more about why I this didn't really speak to me so like I went into this movie kind of knowing that this was what it was about right it's about like kind of it's a metaphor for class and how the people at the top have the most and people at the bottom have uh, only get the scraps or whatever and I just have seen that basic format so many times in works whether that be books or or movies that i've just kind of like all right what this would this thing better add something really interesting to the conversation and ultimately i don't really think it added anything more interesting to the conversation other than look when there's limited resources powerful people take what they can and you know weak people uh end up getting screwed i think there's a little bit of building out of that idea in the scene to scene where like the dynamics of like one level to another level, like when the guy throws the rope up and they're like, oh yeah, come up. Like what's, what God do you serve? And like, yeah, they kind of explore like how religion plays into class and then they explore right. uh, how violence plays into class and how to keep control. And like, there's like kind of specific little questions that are added that I think add a, another layer of depth to the movie. And I think that's why it works better for me than like Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is exactly the same kind of movie where it's right. like, where a little literal metaphor is the whole movie. It's just one thing about class. Yeah. Move up the move up to the front, you're in a better class. Here move up to the top, you're in a better class. But the moment to moment, the scene to scene, I think is way more successful in the platform. I think this, I, this is also simplified in the platform. Snowpiercer had a lot of things about the world that made me kind of go like, okay, it's dystopian. Uh, they have this train technology that allows them to all be alive on this train. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay okay i'll take that i'll yeah, take that right, right, right and then they move room to room and you're just kind of like how do they wait this room's a school where do they all live they never pass through any residents in the entire movie like yeah, where yeah, do people yeah. poop and sleep like what is going on in this train I, I think the main weakness of all of these kind of uh tiered class structure based narratives is the kind of uh the questions you and invariably end up asking about how everything works and the mechanics and stuff. Like in Snowpiercer, they went out of their way to construct this scenario where you would need to have a train like this. Like, oh, there's a global warming or a whatever you call it, climate catastrophe happened. And so we have this, we need to create this train uh, somehow. And you you ask all these questions and it was ultimately satis dissatisfying to me as well because I was like, ah, there's no way that would work. The problem in this movie is that I don't have enough details about 
why it's happening. But or I how actually it works. like that speculation because I think it almost adds a whole new conversation that I'd like to engage with, with well, you two okay. about. With like, <laughs> what kind of world do they have to be in? Yeah, where the the platform, the whole, is a thing. Well, I just, I just like that's an interesting conversation. We can have that conversation. Oh, but we will, buddy. The reason that it bugs me is because it doesn't. It 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 feels already so heavy handed. Did you guys read High Rise or see the movie? The movie was horrible, but the book is actually really interesting because out of all of these narratives uh, based on class structure, High Rise is still the one to me that uh, makes the most sense and is most easy to read as just like a straight novel and less as a hitch over the top of the head with a metaphor. Like a big type of allegory, thing. like a yeah, clear. Yeah, it's like clearly I'm just, this is an allegory and there's no moment at which I'm like, oh, this could be a real universe. High Rise. Kind of like, and the structure there is that it's this really cool new building, and 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 it's got all the amenities. It's got a shopping mall. It's got swimming pools. Bubble it's got tea. Parks. Is there bubble tea? There's bubble tea, man. And so like people go in there, and you know they buy places and they move in of their own accord. But the upper levels are really nice, and that's where all the rich and decadent people live. And the lower levels are so nice. And then kind of things break down, and then. There's like a revolution inside the building. And there's like a lot of reasons that are given that kind of make sense. So that's still the one. If you haven't read High Rise and you liked the platform, give it a shot because that one, uh, I think the book is is decent. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the biggest weakness of the platform is that there's a lot of stuff that happens that serves the metaphor better than the story. Right. Uh, for example, there's the shot where they're going down on the platform and the guy throws his money, but but the shot before you see him like kind of like give the money, hide it, give it, and then throw it away. And it serves the metaphor of like money is valueless and like the visual of it coming down, but it doesn't really serve like the story that much. It's just like a moment for to to enforce the metaphor, I right, guess, a little right. bit more. I don't to me that just is a totally innocuous moment because they at that part of the movie they're going down and they are forcibly rationing to each person mm. they pass by. So every person who's in the prison is allowed to bring whatever item, one item they want. This person, for some reason, bought a, brought a bunch of money. Eh, not a bad idea, I guess. You don't really know what you're getting into, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And so he's like hoarding it and just groping it and staring at it because it's the only object he has. And then they give him some food and then he's like so stoked that he apparently like cuts one bundle and like lets, let, makes, it, <laughs> makes it rain on them. <laughs> um, and then that's just kind of a cool shot. To me, it didn't seem like contrary to the story. To me, it was just one of those things where it's like, would someone going to prison like really bring money like most of the people seem to know what they're getting into and like yeah i don't that, know it well just, that's it actually a question artificial. mark it's a question mark we that's don't fair. know what they know in terms yeah. of what they're getting into because we know that the main character he, he what does he know he knows that he's going somewhere for a duration six months yeah he knows that they keep asking him what his dietary restrictions are yeah what's your favorite food he doesn't know, like, even the person working there doesn't know how many levels there are to it. Yep. She doesn't know, she admits that she doesn't know the extent of what they face in there. Yep. Yet, everybody knows that they're going against some kind of challenge because that's why they bring in guns and crossbows and stuff like that. Yeah. So, that's why I'm saying that, is that I think most people seem to know that there's violence involved. And Yeah, that's that's so weird. Well, it could be useful if people are going to be getting out soon. Like, if you know I'm going for six months or I'm going for a year and other people are going for similarly short durations, then that could be a motivator to someone who's getting out soon, like, here, have $50,000. I like the way that this movie starts. I like that little montage in the kitchen, and it gives you kind of this idea that it's all frou-frou and crazy, and if you had no idea what you were getting into, the cut to the inside of the prison would be quite jarring. I do appreciate the big and I, I think the, the movie overall does a pretty good job with some of its visual storytelling. Like, I think the idea of this platform and the visual of the platform with food that as it goes down gets, like, more and more trash because people are just, like feeding into it oh, for sure it's that a great visual it, it's great it's not even it's beyond a visual yeah it's so visceral yeah because we all obviously need food but also the hygiene aspect yeah. mm. and like the fact that you can just like spit onto the platform or that you have to eat a chicken bone that somebody else else already licked all the meat off of it's like it's so Freaking gross nasty, man and it's great that the main character has to he has to like buy into his situation at first he just rejects it all he's like he's too good for it yep. i'm never gonna stoop to that level i'm not hungry i'm not even gonna eat today yeah mm. And his roommate, who's been around the block, is like, you're going to be hungry. You should probably <laughs> yeah, stoop to my level here and, yeah. and lick these bones. But he doesn't, right? And event eventually he, he gets into it. Yeah, and it's cool that um, it starts off on that top level where it's all exquisite because it's basically setting up uh, the notion that there are a lot of resources. This is a right. resource-rich world that we're in. 
Yeah. And then we're sending it down, down, down. That That's one of the things. Well, okay. We'll talk about what bothered me or whatever. But that's what it also bothered me because later, because we see all that in the beginning and I'm like, okay, I want I want to see the scene where Goring like breaks into the kitchen or whatever. And like something happens there and that was not fulfilled. So that was a, a bit of a, a promise broken in my, in my opinion. Yeah. I hear you. I feel like the, the ending is designed to leave you with questions that you leave and you're like, Whoa, I've got to think about this movie, but it might've been more satisfying to have him confront someone yeah. instead of just, get to the bottom and I will die. say that I completely agree that the movie is visually stunning. I think mm. the the production design of the prison itself and yeah, what you're t- talking about like the food on the platform, like it's all mm. very visceral. Yeah. There's a lot of visceral shit in this oh, movie. God. Both literally mi- figurative and literal <laughs> shit. And uh and yeah, well it, cast. It really yeah. makes you feel things on like a biological level. Oh, all the actors are really interesting looking and yeah. Yeah. his his roommate to begin with uh Tony Megasi yeah, he, that guy. I really like what they do with the way that they release information to you in this movie, mm. because they made that character so cool. He has all this little tick about always saying obviously. Yeah, yeah. And he also they set up this thing where he's tired of talking, so he's only gonna give information to the main character if he receives a bit. Mm. So then they have like this little game going on and yeah. there's just all these little things like that that make it more interesting than, yeah. it, than it could be. It, it could be it way worse. Out. I totally agree because you're right. Once they set up the stakes where he's like, I will only give you information if you give me information, then it starts to get a little bit better. But that first scene when it's just them talking felt like, okay, we're in info dump for like three minutes. And it's <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, it's yeah. shot, reverse shot, info dump, info dump, info dump, info dump. And I was like immediately kind of like, uh oh, it's going to be this kind of movie where it's like, it's not as interested about telling the story visually as it is just giving me this information and these ideas. And I think like, I didn't feel it that badly because I, maybe because I just wanted to know. That's I wanted fair. to know everything about that yeah. room and that I, prison. I think that the movie is, has is incredible in broad strokes for visual storytelling. I think like the, like you said, the production design smart and having those led panels built in yeah. that go red and blue totally. uh, to kind of change the mood. Like at night it goes red when it's cold, when they hold the food, all that stuff works really well. Even the audio cues as well. Totally. Like sometimes it just happens off screen and you're yeah. just like, I know what's going on. Totally. Yeah. Or like the platform when it rushes back up and yeah. like the little thing, like his shirt flips up and you're like, yeah. oh, it's really moving fast, man. But there's also a lot of little opportunities that are missed. Like most of the first 60 minutes of this film is shot on normal lenses. So there's wide lenses where it's like you can see more and as things get closer, they get more distorted. There's long lenses where you can see further away it kind of compresses the space and there's normal lenses. And most movies are shot 80% of normal lenses to kind of give it a more natural look. This kind of most closely approximating the human eye. And this movie is like that. It's shot on mostly normal lenses. And I think there was a missed opportunity that like as he's going more insane, you kind of like distort the space. You change it. Like you, like in 12 Angry Men, like they change the way that they shoot, the angle that they approach to make it feel more claustrophobic. Mm. Or in like other, shoot, what's it called? There's just lots of movies that use, like, as the person's losing their sanity, right. they, they go to ultra-wide close-ups and stuff like that. And they do that for one montage in this movie, mm. but I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities for little visual storytelling in this one. And this one would be a great candidate for, oh, like, for that kind of progression in terms of visual mm. storytelling. Like, yeah. yeah. That was expected. I wrote that down. I'm like, I bet they're going to do it. Yeah. And it would be really it. noticeable, too, if yeah. they're shooting one way for like, because you're in the same space. Yeah. Like, Lots I don't of know. straight lines. You'd, I, you'd notice any yeah, kind of distortion. Totally. I don't know much about the production of this movie, but I imagine that they maybe made like one or two of the cells basically and reused yeah. them over and over. So it's like you're dealing with the exact same space over and over. So like we would notice any major shift in storytelling. Like yeah, that. it's a pretty cheap movie because like everything is in the, the prisons. There's the one kitchen scene. So they rented out a commercial right. kitchen. Then there's the underneath the athletic stadium. Uh, right. That's where they're doing the interview. But it's just oh. like it's like in an athletic stadium. Uh, Are we? Sp- is that supposed to be what it is? No, I think it's supposed to be like a nondescript, nondescript open, oh, okay. open room. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought. Reminds me of Control. I was like, I'm playing Control right now, and I'm like, it just you're playing Control. Yeah. Are you nice. Playing it? Well, I thought you did. You just start playing it. Yeah. I think you. I told you I was playing it like two days ago. I've never listen. heard of this game. I've <laughs> no you idea. love it. I have no idea what's happening. Anyways, right now. but it's just yeah, big sick. open spaces with like flat surfaces, and it's supposed to kind of be surreal a little bit, or like kind of feel unnatural and cold. I'm pretty sure you're playing Control because I put it planted the seed Probably. in your mind. Inception. Probably. Okay. I uh, yeah. I just want the credit for that. Okay. I thought it was pretty wicked. Like I said in my synopsis, ethical cannibalism. <laughs> I don't know, at, at least rational cannibalism. Rational, yeah. When 
him and his roommate, after one month, they switch cells. They end up way lower down, like 202. 202, yeah. And so there's just no food coming. And for some reason, every single time he switches cells and wakes up, he's always the last one to wake up. Yeah. This guy, He's a sleepy boy. Sleepy, groggy Goreng. <laughs> stayed, up, stayed up late reading his book. He wakes yeah. up tied to his bed, and Tiramisu or <laughs> has, has him totally tied down and bound, and he explains to him, he's like, look, I'm old and weak, and after a month, you, you'd probably kill me. Yeah. So instead, we are both going to eat you slowly. <laughs> we are both going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he says. He says, you can have some, t- or don't worry, I'll give you your share, he says. Uh, he's like, of myself? It's so creepy. It's yeah. like on this fine line, on the one hand, he's like a Hannibal Lecter, and you're like, you're disgusting and despicable. How could you? On the other hand, you're like, he's doing what it takes to survive. Totally. Well, and they've done such a good job with, <laughs> yeah, his, with his character where the first time you meet him, he's kind of unsettling and weird, and he yeah. tells the story of the samurai knife that sharpens every time you use it. Right. He's like, this is my item, and you start to understand oh, this is a vicious place because uh, the main character's brought in a book and that's like his item because he thought like, oh, I'm going to be bored. I want to read a book. But this guy has a knife and other people have like not like swords and stuff. Yeah. And I, then, but like they kind of do that roller coaster with that character where you're on, you're, you like him a little bit. Then you're like, oh, he's really scary. And then the main character accuses him of cannibalism. And you're like, oh, this is really bad. And he's like, no, I, I, I did it because he was already dead. You're like, okay. And then they get the montage where they're actually getting along really well and they're kind of like feasting on the food and they They're, they're doing throwing, yoga naked. Yeah, they're doing yeah, yoga naked. Yeah, they're yeah. throwing food at each other. They're like, ha. Yeah, that montage <laughs> yeah. is fun. And you're like, oh, this guy's okay. That's fine. And then then it, they cut to 202. <laughs> and it's like such a heartbreaking moment. She's like, I kind of like that guy, but I always think, was weird at it. They so made wait. him such a perfectly complex character, totally. though, where he, he's he is simultaneously like he is kind of creepy and scary, but he also is just kind of normal. Maybe he's a normal guy in a bad situation. He really toes the line. Well, I don't know. To me, it was pretty clear that he's a freaking weirdo, like pretty early on, because the reason that he's in there is because he was trying to order the Samurai Plus or whatever. He's trying to order something online and or on the TV, and he didn't get it in time. No, so that he, he what was, was it? he's frustrated by capitalism, where he bought something and then the new one came out. Yeah. He was so frustrated by the f- the, right. the first infomercial he was watching was a knife that uh, is, hold on, it's a knife sharpener. No, 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 no. No, it's that knife that sharpens itself. No, no, no. That's no, the no, second that's thing. The second oh, that's, that's the second. The first thing oh, okay. is just a knife sharpener. Okay. Yeah, it's a fancy knife sharpener. And yeah, then, and he buys it. And then yeah. the next infomercial he watches is the one that sharpens itself, obviating the need for the oh, right. knife sharpener. So he's like, God damn it, screw capitalism. And he throws his TV out the window yeah, and it, like kills a guy. It's, kills an illegal right. immigrant. So what kind of normal person throws their TV out the window when they see an infomercial for Spanish a product people. better well, than what they got? Yeah, fiery, fiery yeah. Southern Europeans. Yeah, we, but we're he's not, not Spanish, normal. so we can't know. He had the choice of going to like a psych ward or the hole. Uh-huh. And that... So, I mean, he's not, he's mentally ill, I guess. He's not yeah. normal, normal. Right. He's not a normal guy. Okay, you're right. He's but a weirdo. It, he's semi, he's understandable. He's believable in a sense. Although I wrote down, I'm like, do, will this movie succeed at making me believe that people can turn into him in the hole? Like, can our main character turn into this guy? Oh, absolutely. Well, you do see him when, um, who's the character, the woman that travels down? Um, Mihiru? Mihiru is... Tra- Mi- Miharu. Okay. Sorry. She actually rescue, rescues Gorang. Right. And Because he showed her compassion. And stabs uh, Tiramisu in the throat. And, and, and then this is actually the one moment where I thought Gorang acted out of character. He seemed like such a sympathetic uh, or uh, such a sensitive man. Mm-hmm. I, he, he pounces on Tiramisu. I'm just going to call him that from now on. Sure. It's easier for me to say. Um, and he, he kills me, stabs him repeatedly. Well, but I didn't think he would do that. See, I I think I maybe had that thought first as well, but then it made sense to me that oh, he had he's been tied down for what? 2 weeks or something at mm-hmm. that point. He's been tied to a bed for 2 weeks with the guy being like I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you and then he finally starts to to cut him up and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, no, sure. This guy's probably got his mind broken a yeah. little bit." Oh yeah, it's yeah, totally it. it's defensible. It's totally defensible, yeah. but And also he was going to die anyway. He's got a nut cut to the throat like he was bleeding out. Yeah, I thought it was interesting for the pacing of the movie. I would have expected the worst time to be later in the movie. A worst uh, time in in like his in that character in Goring's life. Like the like dark point would be later. And he goes to a lower lower level later, but the person he's partnered with kills himself right away. So you're like, "Oh, yeah, he's going to have food the whole month. It's fine." Right. And I thought it was interesting that his darkest point as a character is pretty close to the beginning of the movie. 
I don't uh, think it's his darkest point in term like philosophically. Because at that point, that first roommate of his represents one end of a spectrum. He's the cynic, where it's like, people above are bastards. They're above us. People below, they're pieces of shit. Yeah. They're below us. They deserve what they Everybody get. Everybody deserves what they get. And so I think it's more depressing for Garang to later have his next roommate, the former uh, administration worker, who Imogiri. is... These okay, I I know some Spanish names, but I've never seen these ones before, and these are hard to say. They're not Spanish, but the names aren't Spanish. What are you gonna say about his philosophical growth, though? Well, that character is the opposite end of the spectrum, where she's like, "We're just gonna, it's altruism. Like right. we're just gonna be totally nice people, and they're gonna understand the logic of what we're trying to do, and we're gonna have this spon- spontaneous revolution and and break the system here. That and was then that an doesn't work, and then right. I think that's lower when that oh, doesn't work. That was an interesting structure. To have the cynic and then the optimist, but it, but yeah, it kind of does work though, because like he's kind of taken the growth he learnt from uh, tiramisu and like the broken character, and he applies that force that he's learned to her altruism, and it works. Where he's like, "I'm a shit on your food if you don't fucking make right. another plate," and it's they're like, like, "Synergy, yeah, okay, fine, yeah," and it's it it starts to work, and Maybe I think the- I think it's yeah, I, I felt like that was a bit disconnected in terms of like where they were building him. Uh, and it didn't quite land for me, I guess. What are they saying about their political philosophy there? Because she's kind of like a socialist, but implementing it in a world that is not socialist. So she, right. she, it's like there's a um, the growing pains. Like, you know, imagine taking like America today and then going to like UBI or something like that. There's going to be some people, they're just not used to that, so they don't want it, right? So they're, like, they're rebelling, re- re- it's repulsive to them. So that's what they're doing because they have this baggage of being like, man, I was just on floor 190. Yeah. I need this food right now. I'm not going to go hungry for a day. I'm not going to like hold back. I'm eating yeah. all this because I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. And because they have that baggage, they reject her plan. That was one of the most interesting things about the movie to me is the fact that they are randomly assigned to a new cell every month and it's like they have no idea where they're going to be. Like the cynicism of saying that people would people still continue to be <laughs> horrible uh and they are in fact more horrible when they find when they finally make it to the top because they're like i used to be down there i went through shit so like you you know you can you can deal yeah. with it the randomness like confirms the sense of like um privilege that's unearned right mm-hmm. like right. you just show up wherever you show up right yeah. but yet human psychology dictates that when you're on that upper wherever you th- are you that's where you belong and that's what the the first character yeah. is always, is always saying right that, that 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 was interesting but at the same time it didn't like just the fact that it's so heavy-handed like it's that aspect you know is only in the movie to illustrate that point and for no other reason and it just kind of it yeah. just yeah. felt yeah. natural to so me though really oh, to I me it like felt natural like i could totally see it be like yeah, they probably would do that. See, I, no, I th- but see, I don't think so. I don't. I disagree. I think that way more people in this prison. I'm, okay, well, okay, wait. It's a prison, so like a lot of these people are criminals. So who knows? Well, but, we don't even know that in the movie. Fair it's enough. It's never called a prison. Fair enough. But I think that given the average person, if you took like a bunch of random people from the population and put them in this uh, in this building, there would be a lot more cooperation than there is. I don't know. That's yeah. And if like regular people are going in to get their diplomas. Yeah, like, exactly. There's people. There's young people that if want to get more educated. People like Goring. Yeah, yeah. we don't like, know. But he's an outlier, though. He's the one who would bring a book in there. So it yeah. seems like he is an outlier. Yeah. Yeah, I think that if they're criminals, yes. But I think that as an allegory for society, that's a weakness because I don't think that uh, shuffling real people around in that way would yield the same result. Yeah, this is. I, I think when I, people have fought and fought and fought and fought and get to the top because of their own work or what they see in their minds as their own work. Then they might be more inclined to have that attitude. But when you were, you were at the bottom, and then next month you find yourself at the top, and you've been there for nine, six months, whatever. I don't know. I feel like yeah. it's. But you it's also talked about someone's mind being broken after two weeks and them like acting weird. I, I think that fair enough. The, what the movie is saying, if it's not saying that people are inherently evil, it's at least saying that people, when subjected to that those kinds of oh, conditions, sure. they they do right. But then, to that. but that very thing that you're that you're saying makes it weak as an allegory for me because this isn't an allegory for real society. This is an allegory for some sadistic prison where people are forced to eat each other. Well, okay. it's, yeah, it's. I think my biggest gripe with this movie is that 
it's a socialist criticism of capitalism for socialists. It's not like mm. a biting like criticism where like right wing people would be like, yeah, you know what? This makes me think like, yeah, I, my my filter went on where I'm like, where's the vertical mobility? Why isn't there like some element of like being able to earn your way to the top right, by cheating right, others right, right. by doing this? And like, it's such a straw man argument of capitalism that my mind started to fight back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I had a big problem with that. Wait, you don't think it criticizes socialism enough? Or you don't no, I think that it's it's just it's not actually criticizing real capitalism. It's mm. capitalizing the heart behind it. And I think that's effective, but it's not effective at drawing people in. It's it's kind of circle jerky around socialism. This is, but this is what's confusing to me about this movie, because if it was just by socialists for socialists, uh, I think that the view of people would be a lot better. Like, you can make the argument that the only reason that people get so screwed up in this situation is because of the system. But we also see that a big part of the system is just human nature itself. Like, people being greedy, people being, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, and and so, and I think in socialism, part of the deal is that they're like, hey, um, well, this might be more on the side of, like, anarcho-socialism, but... I know that in a lot of socialist thought, there is sort of this understanding that, hey, people are evil because of the system. Not, they're not evil inherently. So, for example, an exa- uh, a situation like Trimagasi, Tiramisu, tying up Goring preemptively is like, oh, okay, well, that's just because you are like an evil guy. And we see a lot of other people being like, no, that's hey, of the please system. share, please share. And they're like, yeah, screw you, lady, blah, blah, blah. I think the movie asked those questions, though, because from Tiramisu's point of view, he's not being evil. He's just being pragmatic. Because it, of the system. Yeah, because of the system. And he says that. He's like, I, it's not my fault. It's this fault. I like you. He, but yeah. I, but see, that's a great, I, I wrote that down as a note because he doesn't think he's responsible for no. Goring's death he's, in that he, scenario. He actually has this schism in his own mind. There's yeah. this cognitive dissonance where he's like, it's not my fault. They made me do exactly. it, pointing to the people above. Yeah. But then when he's in that position, he does the same thing. He's complicit in it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, uh, Tiramisu is wrong, in my opinion, for saying that he's not responsible. Like, yeah, fair enough. You might have been put in this situation by the system, but you're not. The system is not responsible for what you do with yourself after. What you are. My my question is, what do people that are voluntarily going to the hole think they're getting into? Like, what does Goring think he's this going? This is a into? question I had as well. That's not that's not clear. And as we discussed previously, like. We know that they know that there's some element of danger. We just have no idea. Yeah. And that's what's... that's it. Well, go ahead. No, and I, I found that kind of confusing. And I, I expected the movie to reveal at the end that the outside world is actually socialism and that the, the, <laughs> whole, <laughs> the whole is a like a rehabilitation to show you how bad capitalism I've is. I thought of that myself, but oh. it can't be that. It can't be that. It can't be that because uh, Trimagasi says, what are you, a communist? Yes. So therefore, they don't live in a communist world. Yeah. Not to say that socialism and communism is the same, but it, it must be some kind of capitalism or something. Yeah. It, yeah. it seems to be an authoritarian state. They talk about the administration and not everything the administration does is bad. And yeah. I don't know how I felt about him calling him a communist because on the one hand, it's like... It's a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek reference to the fact that, like, everyone knows that that's the dominant allegory here. But on the other hand, it kind of, like, plays its hand to be, like, uh, I don't know, it was too on the nose. Yeah, I agree. Like, in case you forgot, this movie's about communism. Yeah, it's almost as if they were just like, oh, it's trickling down. Yeah. The economics are trickling down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it, communism. Like, someone's okay. someone's bleeding out and the blood is, yeah. like, trickling down, and they're, like, trickling down just like the flow of capital. <laughs> to go back to an uh, earlier point was when he has the roommate uh, who wants to be altruistic, and then eventually they have to compel their downstairs neighbors to share by threatening to poop on their food. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then ultimately, they compel everybody to share by force, by riding the platform down and dolling out themselves what's good for each person. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I think that is a criticism of socialism and communism because it's it's the government knowing what's best for you, needing to use force totally. to to use this uh, to uh, implement this system. It's funny. I, uh, I, I totally agree. I found it very interesting when they landed at the wise man's level. And he's like, what are you doing? You need, That's like, this is all weird, stupid. Like, and side it felt, scene. Yeah, it felt really weird. Yeah. But I like that. It, it, it. I left that scene being like, 
who polices the police? Like who these are like they've chosen to become the police of the resource and to hand it out and they've decided they're the authority. But like in our world, in the wider world, how does that work? Who decides who gets well, to hold it? And like they came from power and that's why they're able to do this. Well, it's just like typical animal farm stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found that very I found that very interesting. That that's the that is the interesting thing to me about socialism because well a lot of socialist theory requires some sort of violent revolution mm-hmm. where they're like, okay, the, the, the system as we've set up may have like some mechanisms for people to, you know, work hard and, and rise through the ranks or whatever, but other people just get screwed. So that's, you know, it's, it's fair for some people and unfair for others. So at the end of the day, what, you know, what, what, what rules, Power, it's power. Everyone knows that at the end of the day, power rules. Power so power. it's like you either uh, convince people to share, or if and if they don't want to share, then you make them share. And I don't know. It's like that. That's part and parcel of the social of socialist theory. Yeah. And for a lot of people, is like the need for violent revolution. Well, the master's I, tools cannot dismantle yeah. the master's house. There I, you go. I think the ending is a little confused. It Wait. could though. <laughs> The That's, master is not a construction worker. He's like a writer, you know. So uh, can't okay. dismantle yeah. a house. You better a not criticize. This is a very well-known feminist quote. <gasps> don't, don't criticize it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Right, Hashtag I think, cancel Riley. I <laughs> oh, think geez. the uh, the ending metaphor is a little confused because I think that the movie's ultimate solution to making this work is violence and force. But at the end, it's like compassion and is it hope that how helps. does it end? Well, they give the girl the panna cotta instead of seeing it as a symbol because she's the symbol and they Stupid. have to send her back up. And it's like, wait, nobody thought of going down and then all the way back up. I know. Okay. No one thought that of this before. Sense. And also the people who are on the bottom, like freaking A, you, you, you know find yourself like on level 300 down. or whatever it is. Yeah. What, a 303? How yeah. many levels are there? 350. Three fi- no, 333. 333. So, like, you find yourself on that level, first thing you do, get on the freaking platform. Yeah, yeah. I, Hello? There's a few questions like that. Well, did you notice that level zero where they load the food, it still looks like a cell. Even though the kitchen staff are interfacing with it, it doesn't look like the restaurant. It looks like the cell. Well, so maybe is, they just kill people who ride exactly, it up. Exactly, but this is what's so confusing to me about the whole thing. It's like, oh, okay, the the girl is the message. And so and what? Who's going to get it? First of all... Just mechanically, I have a question about how the platform, you know, it goes up super, super fast. Maglev. So, like, does yeah, it slow down as it approaches the top, or does it just, is that a hard <laughs> stop, <laughs> and then the person just splats on the top? Is that what happens? That's the real Because ending. if that's what happens, the whole thing sucks. See you also, later. also, if the top level is a cell, and the girl goes to the top, and she, like, it's like, oh, she's locked in there, and they just treat her like another prisoner. Okay, I guess yeah. nothing changed. What, what? That's how you work for the kitchen. That's how they're hiring process. I just don't oh, understand. Like, there's so many questions. Like, I thought when the movie ended, I thought there was like another half hour. I was like, I was like, I was like, there's so many questions. Like, we okay, they're gonna answer this. Like, they're gonna go to the top. They're gonna get in the kitchen, and then <laughs> it ends on the shot of the girl riding the platform up. I was like, with no emotion. Yeah, yeah. why is she sleeping? Yeah, and the, it's going like a million right, miles an hour. Geez, right? yeah. <laughs> The screen cuts to black, and I yelled at my screen. I was like, "What? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. I, no. There's a few problems for sure, and like even like the visual of the panna cotta making it all the way the way back up. Like, what do they really think is gonna happen? That they're gonna like the sh- the chef is gonna get back the complete panna cotta? Be like, we have to tear it all down. It's all over. Yeah. We're done now. Let them all go. Yeah. Well, it's I like, guess they think he thinks because of his previous roommate who worked there. She impressed upon him that it's some kind of game they need to break. They need to mm. signal, like, because we don't know that they're in a prison. Yeah. It, it, it seems actually more like they're in an experiment. Kind of, And they yeah. need to finally demonstrate this outcome that will end the experiment. And so like, he thinks that, that... there's a kid in here? Or that we can all bound... bound oh, like, I see. We can rise up together and right. we can send this perfect piece of food back to the top. Like, look at us. We're organized. We're not savages. But, like, it's just two policemen holding it all together. What? It's not, like, everyone banding together. It's no. just two dudes with force that are, like, we are going to keep order. We're going to keep the law. We're going to keep the yeah, resources as they should be. For sure. And it's not, like, a, an uprising of the people. And I think that the movie would be way better if they banded together with many levels instead of, like, 
it not well, instead of why, just being two people. Well, they just had to get through the first fifty, really. After that, everybody was like, "Sweet thing." Sort of. I that I actually like this that the first fifty they have to fight people off. Then there's like like twenty levels of buffer where it's all good, and then the people are so desperate below that they start to have to fight again. Yeah. And I like that visual where it's like when there's need, like there'll always be violence. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I think that's why this movie is not necessarily a like it's not a um an argument for socialism. Like this movie criticizes socialism and capitalism and uh I, I don't know, like would it be stronger if it actually made an argument for one or the other instead of just being like look at these different ways of thinking. They all suck. I think it makes more of an argument for socialism or no, it criticizes capitalism more like ruthless, unfettered capitalism, I think, is is the villain See, of this movie. I don't even know if it criticizes capitalism so much as it just criticizes the idea of hierarchies, which is more of a social mm. which is more of a socialist idea. But even socialism has hierarchies within it. They're like made out of necessity, though. They're not yeah. made out of like where you happen to land in life. And I, I guess it, maybe that's like a good litmus test for like where my beliefs are. Because to me, I'm like, yeah, see, fuck capitalism. Like, <laughs> but like, maybe you're right. Maybe there is more. It's more about like the wider constructs that we yeah. create in either system. I, I think the fact that they're going down, whacking people on the head, and like killing people on the way down, is is like I. It's hard to read that as a point towards socialism because like you say they're like two cops you know yeah. like forcing people to have the right amount it's of authoritarianism and, they basically become this yeah. they've become the administration and there's no element of joining together at all like there there would have to be that in order for there to be some sort of socialist takeaway totally so i don't know man yeah I, I guess if they had a stronger ending maybe if the administration rejected the message because Ends don't justify means. Honestly, I man, if there was like another twenty minutes where they just kind of like explore that idea a little bit, and it and it ended up being okay, like this could have been like a seven point five for me. But like the 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 lack of completion, the lack of of vision, it's just like a bunch of shit happens. People, <laughs> I made I made multiple points about drool. Like it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> shit's going down people are eating each other it's a crazy crazy time and then what uh, what do we take away yeah nothing yeah i think it's just disappointing the, the movie will always focus on serving the metaphor over the movie and i think that was a mistake i think they needed Huge. to make the movie first and then build the metaphor around that story and the story's kind of lame. It's just, okay, it's follow a guy uh, for six months as he goes through different levels and eventually goes to the bottom and dies. Right, right. Yeah. That's the just, story. And why does he get off? Why does he get off? Because he has to for the metaphor. Does he? It's, again, what does that mean in the metaphor? What, it's because, like, uh, well, he has to be a Jesus. I don't know if you guys noticed that Jesus visual of him. Wait, look, what? He just is fucking battered Jesus. Oh, sure. He just I mean, looked, like, like the beard. And yeah, the beard and the blood. Like, it looks I very much like I think that when he sent the message to the top, he didn't want them to know that he took it by force, maybe. He doesn't want to appear at the top and be like, look at me covered in blood. I fought for this. If they just send the girl, then maybe the... Like, that, that makes sense. Maybe. But we know yes. there's surveillance, though, because of the, the, the mechanic of if you keep food in your pocket, your room gets really hot or cold. Yeah. But is that surveillance, I don't know, is there RFID is, in the food or they watch, is there cameras <laughs> so in the many, cell? Like in order for me to be happy with the ending, I just have to know. Like, I'm like, he's getting off, like, where's he going? Yeah. Like, Tr Trimagasi, it almost seemed like he wasn't a vision at that point. It's, it seemed like yeah. he was real. That's the only time he's been real since he died? Yeah, like, or something. I never really died. I've always been watching I you. Just, I am yeah. your father. I mean, <laughs> I'm in your body. Yeah. Now you can eat me, little snail. Yeah, I found it really weird. Uh, what do you guys think about... Oh, what are you gonna oh, I was just I was gonna ask about what do you think about the uh, lady searching for their kid and what does that represent in the metaphor? Okay, so I was confused about this because at first they're like she's looking for her kid and then someone else I forget who says it, but someone else is like she doesn't have a kid. She's oh, it's just the, insane. Shima Gassi yeah. says that. She's no, just no, it's the uh, the oh the that's right that, the administrator person. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. She's, she's like, she came like by herself. I, I interviewed her. I admitted yeah. her. Yeah, she, she doesn't alone. have a kid. She's just like an, she's an actress, and there was like a she comment be, about uh, her. Marilyn Monroe. She wants to be the Asian Marilyn no, Monroe, okay. and she said something about her slit eyes. I was like, "What's going on here? This is weird." Yeah. Um. So like, apparently, she doesn't have a kid, according to that girl. But then later, there's a kid. I'm like, "What? Wait, what? 
Who? Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. Where'd the kid come from? And she died before getting to see her. Like, that was such a weird final fight when they're wait, just but, lowering and she's dead on the thing but already. She, but she, so was the administrator lying? I think she just doesn't know. I don't think know. she was lying. I don't think the administrator knew. I, she just I agree. doesn't know everything about the system she works oh, for. Oh, okay. And maybe that's right. why she volunteered to go in once she had cancer. Because she was like, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> no, she wanted, she knew it was crappy. She no, wanted to help. she knew exactly help. what it was. Yeah, oh, she, she had this whole plan okay. about like distributing the food see, and whatnot. I see. Yeah. I make two rations, you make two rations. It's a good plan. It doesn't work. So that, yeah, that whole child uh, subplot really is confusing. Uh, but what does it even represent it really, in the wider yep. metaphor? It, I'm not sure if it does or if they just want to have some kind of wild card where she can show yeah. up and save him and stuff That's like that. That's fair. And that works for the story of it. But yeah, yeah. I, I found that really at a place and I had a hard time like figuring out how that fits into the theme of it. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, it was so unsatisfying. She's just dead. Yep. Don't I, I don't get it. That's it. it. Also, okay. <laughs> hey, while we're talking about random things that don't really make sense, his like uh, sex scene vision with Maharu. Oh, yeah. Well, you, I, if when her hair's not frizzy and stuff, you're like, whoa. I was just like, I was like, what's the point of this? Because it's like, okay, I guess he has like a sort of a relationship with Maharu, but then there's like these backwards licking scenes. That was my weird. wife also, who was watching with me last night, was like. This is totally unneeded. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird. It's weird. I think you could have done it a different way. I think it's yeah. nice to have a moment like of res- they, respite. They... Right. Uh, respite? And, respite. <laughs> uh, and it's like, it just for a pacing of the movie thing where like you get a breather, there's no tension for a second. You know it's not real, but like... Is it just to maybe lo- make the audience like her more? Probably part of it. And help you understand how much she's thinking about her. So that I when th- she shows up, you're like, she's important. I, I guess I would have appreciated it more if there was some sort of like... I think Maharu as a character in, in as a whole was just kind of confusing. Like, what's her role in the whole thing? Like, she's 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 kind of like a red herring, where it's like you think she's really important, but she's not. Like she like they they sort of have a relationship, but they don't really. Like she is yeah. important insofar as the existence of this child, who is the ultimate message, who's the ultimate vessel for breaking out of the. Prison. I guess so, but, but it's is, ultimately yeah. just so confusing that I wish they kind of just like tied it up a little bit more to make it make sense. Yeah, and I think I wish they explained a little bit more why having a kid in there is the ultimate message. Like, why is a kid like and she's how they, there? She's she there, in there. She's there, but yeah. And how long has she been there by herself? Is she not eaten for the month? Like, yeah, yeah. She's down on three, 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 right? Like, yeah. Like, how long has she been there? How long has she not eaten? Like. Are yeah. they bringing her special food? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, also, okay, wait. They had, wait, was that the first day that they were on that level, him and Bahara? I think they stay one, actually. No, they go right away. Just the two minutes. Right, 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 right. They give her the panna cotta, and then they're like, we got to okay, get on. Okay, so I she's think. only been on that level for that time. But we don't know. We don't know what day they left well, if level she, six. She's not, she's not going to survive down there by herself. There was no other cellmate, unless she's like her mom. Survivor. Straight she's up, a clone. Straight up kills people. Yeah. Also... Okay. Are we just in the nitpicks? No. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. No, we can't just be in the nitpicks. There's other big things to say. We're in the nitpicks. You brought up the religious <laughs> stuff. Is that was that is that important at all? I don't. That was one of the things where I, I didn't know what they were trying to say. Yeah. There's a few. There's Baharat is the most religious character, and there's like explicitly religious exchanges. He's the character that has the rope, and he's appealing to the people above him for him to climb out. Right. Um, but I mean, I understand when people don't. It's totally. It doesn't benefit them. Yeah. I mean, although anybody could gl- climb the rope, he could get everybody to climb up with him. Exactly. Like we could all climb up together. Yeah. And he uses the appeal to religion. Right. He, he says he's pious and he tries to connect on the religious level with the people above him. Yeah. Uh, the, and I, I don't know what the message is there really. The thing that was confusing to me about that whole scene is that he's not the one who says God first. The people up up top say, "Do you believe in God?" And then that's why they start down on that whole conversation so i'm like i don't even know if he does believe in god i feel like there was a there there's there's a one interpretation where i'm like he's just going along with this because he thinks they believe in god because they asked him about it so he's like oh yeah i love god yeah yeah big big god guy yeah i think there's an element of that and i think that that scene is one of those scenes that as they were trying to workshop these ideas and how to build out this world, they're like, okay, how do we incorporate religion into this theme, into this uh, metaphor? And they're like, okay, we got to have a scene where like religion is used against the lower class as a yeah. weapon. And like, in the same way that like, why is he trying to get his education? Why is he going in debt to get his education? Well, we want to have like student debt be part of this metaphor and have it work <laughs> yeah. as part yeah. of this. And I think it's not that much more than that. It felt a little shoehorned in, um, to the overall kind of theme. And I think maybe part of that is the fact that like 
Catholicism and stuff is more deeply ingrained in Spanish society mm. than it is like over here. Yeah. Like I think that explains. There's not. He's not the only character who quotes the Bible and stuff. Yeah, like there's that. a lot. So of I like, think yeah. they. It's definitely possible that there's just casual references right. to religion that are just part of their that, culture. But that makes sense to me. I don't know. I, I mean, it's clear to me that when they thought of this concept, like when you're writing a screenplay at the beginning, you just write an idea board we're like okay i have this idea for the world in this case the whole what are all the cool things that could happen mm. in this world cannibalism a guy with a rope uh a person who just rides the bus and goes and just kills everybody randomly mm. and like you know you make a list of a hundred ideas yeah. and you try to work in the ones that are the coolest that yep. you just have to see and you structure the outline around that and it sounds it's to me it's like Mar maharu is like that and maybe the Baharat is like that a bit too. Mm. Although they are integrated, I think pretty, like pretty smartly. And I feel like it, it was pretty cool that um, Baharat he's trying to go up, and then he goes, "Oh, go down to go up," and he yeah. kind of switches his perspective. Yeah. That was cool. That yeah, was I, the coolest part of the movie to yeah, me when they're yeah. like, "We're gonna go down to the platform totally. and then ride it up." Oh, and they 100%. were like, "Let's do this, brother!" But they got the staff, so I'm like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, like, let's I, go." I really thought the Baharat scene was really stupid up until. He has his breakdown and Gorang has to save him. Yeah, because like him climbing the rope and them shitting on his face and stuff and yeah. like laughing. I was like, the, the pooping dumb. on his face, like, here, climb the rope and then ah, there's a pooping right in your face. That was a little too far. It was yeah. a little too much. I, yeah, and I didn't love the idea of like having this kind of token black guy who's an idiot, sort of, who like is just gonna. Has this idea and just gets shot down. But then I don't they know. balance it down. I with mean, the it's wise sort of a metaphor, man. I guess, because it's like. Well, they don't really say explicitly whether they did that to him because he's black, but maybe. I don't know. So I didn't even pick up on his lisp until people started making fun of it. And I was like, oh. Oh, did you guys watch? Oh, uh, that's because they're the Spanish. Spanish and but they he's, the, he's got the most pronounced, like. Oh, the wise guy is a lisp. No, 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 no. The uh, Baharat. But the oh. wise guy does have a few lines where he's he does a strong lisp thing. Right. But that's just a Spanish that's thing. A Spanish okay, thing. yeah. I, 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 did you watch it with audio... Did you watch it in Spanish audio? Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Subtitles. I started that way, and then I was kind of like, I don't know. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it with a dub. Oh no! Interesting. How was it? Well, because I, I, I watched. I started it with the Spanish, and then I'm like, okay, I got the feel for the characters' voices or whatever. So but that makes it I'm worse because when you change, you're like, ah, that's not your voice. Well, it took a bit. Of, it took getting used to it for <laughs> a second. But then I was kind of like, ah, this way, you know, I, I don't know. And it was actually really interesting <laughs> because the, the, um, the translation. It was different for the audio versus the subtitles. Huh. I could see that with my limited knowledge of Spanish. I could see where sometimes they said something in Spanish and the translation, I was like, that's not exact. Yeah, it's 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 funny because I think, well, I don't know which one makes more sense on average, but I could tell that sometimes they change the audio translation so that it matches up better with the, the lip yeah, movements. Yeah, that's pretty normal, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, no, no, it's think definitely normal. Also, it's yeah. just, it sounds weirder if you just, if you say something that just no one would say, yeah. that's more awkward than reading something that no one would say. Right. Because you could read it and be like, that's very literal, but it's, and no one would say that out loud, but I get what it's saying, and it's interesting that they think that way in their language. Like, it, yeah. it can work that way. Did there you guys, oh, sorry, go ahead. There were also a couple of moments with that where it actually changes the, um, the, the content yeah. of the movie. There, I think uh, when Trimagasi is like, has uh, Goreng tied up, and he's like talking to him about how he's gonna eat him, he's a little snail and stuff. I think in the subtitles, it says something about how he's going to enjoy it or something. And on the audio, he's like, it's what I have to do or something. Oh, that's pretty So there difference. was like, it's like, it's quite a bit different. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. interesting. I mean, it doesn't really change the overall yeah. thing. But the, the language stuff I noticed is that I feel like there's a little bit of lost wordplay. Uh, like my Spanish is super limited, but there's some stuff like how snail... Uh, Coracon is really close to Corazon, oh. which is like heart, like oh, I, a big heart. And like uh, how obvious and the whole were almost the same word. It was like Oyo and like Ogio. Obio. And I, th I think that that was like, I, that, I don't think that's that is by accident. I think it's by design. You just kind of lose that in the translation. Mm. And I was like, huh. 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 Interesting. Huh. Um, okay. If... In my mind, in my in my mind, this setup was um, pretty lame as an allegory for like class, uh, you know, uh, the hierarchical structures uh, or AKA or, or capitalism, whatever, whatever you want to put on there. So, what do you guys think would be? I wanted to ask you guys what you you guys think would be like the best 
uh, scenario for like an allegory that that we wouldn't necessarily feel beaten over the head with. Because in my mind, can I say what mine is? Please yeah, because how am I going to just invent that right now? <laughs> mine is like a space station, okay? Something has happened on Earth. It's a horrible thing, and people are up in space. It makes more... It's basically like Snowpiercer, but you can do space more... Piercer. You can do more with it. It's like a mix of Snowpiercer and High Rise, where uh, people are trapped in this world, but you can do a lot with it that makes that, that makes the universe actually make sense. Because we've had a lot of sci-fi movies where, you know, the Earth is destroyed or whatever, and people are off in a space station or a ship or whatever, and that's like a normal thing. So you could easily adapt one of those into sort of a a metaphor for, for class structure. It just I has don't. to be contained. The more contained it is, the more clear the allegory. Right. And I, You're I just saying know. these were almost too contained. What? Well, yes, it's too contained... What's the what's the what's the deal? When I think like, Snowpiercer tried to make a external world that made sense, and I think failed because it just doesn't. It's like well, Snowpiercer really is similarly contained, but they actually just isn't that you know there's windows on the train, so they showed us outside. Well, yes, it's contained, but the reason why the, uh, their explanation for trying to make sense of this leads to a bunch of inconsistencies, like. I don't understand how people could live their whole lives in like one car of a train or whatever, or like how you have like a plant train and then like a club train and then a engineering, uh, sorry, car of the train. So you have to like go through different. Yeah. Like those school children have to walk by your orgy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's just a lot of things that just don't make mechanical sense. Yeah. And in this one, they don't even try. They don't even try. It's just like, we're just in this big concrete building and it's socialism and capitalism distilled. Even if you think about it, like there's no such thing as a 333 story building. And presumably, that's another question. Right, it's underground. It's I underground. Guess. Is like, it all underground? Yeah, we don't know. Like maybe it's, it's a high rise that also has a giant basement. That would have been. We don't see, know. That would have been interesting. Do you think there should be a sequel? No. Where they break into the top? Please no. No. Leave they should have done it. it. They should have done it in this one, but they didn't. A sequel where they break into the top. They're like, oh, we recognize We recognized there was a huge gap in our movie. Like it just starts with them breaking out of it. Like it just starts with the kid at the top. But that would be. Yeah, no, that's yeah. dumb. I, I, that yeah, dumb. I think if I was to make my contained criticism of mm. the way things are, yep. I, I think a prison's not a bad way of doing it, and I think that this movie would be better if people actually had a lot more agency, mm. because they are such a victim to the system, right? and it becomes kind of just like lame, where you're like, I'm not actually seeing humans do anything, I'm seeing prisoners that are meant to be metaphors yeah. for the system. And I think if you could do a prison one, that would be really interesting. All the guards are... Like there's like an apocalypse and all the guards have to go home totally. and all the prisoners are left and then a system naturally emerges. But you need more character agency. Yes. There's no agency in this movie. In that kind of in that kind of setup, you could have different characters who behave differently. Like totally. in, in this one, you do get that a little bit. A little bit. But it's mostly the difference between like <laughs> I'm gonna stab you when you come down or not. Like well, it's I think like there there's there's shades of gray here. The constraints of their prison setup means that if they have a cool plan and they want to be agents of change, they're kind of at the mercy of the next person down. Mm-hmm. If that next person down doesn't go with it, you're you're, yeah. sc- you're screwed. Yeah. Even if you're like, hey, I'm going to poop on your food if you don't do this. Well, then they have to threaten to poop on the next people's food or your plan totally. doesn't ha- work. Yeah. Right. So that's why they have they ultimately have to just like ride the platform and force everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. another weakness of the allegory for me, I think, is that in real life, you can have these kind of cross-class interactions Uh and maybe not have everyone be a a, 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 a deathly encounter where you're probably just going to die. Or what, if, what if yeah. the the whole, instead of it being totally linear, was like a helix or something like that? So there's still levels, like it's like a water slide that twirls. And then so you're on your level, but you can, the other level that's like way, way below you that gets way less food than you is like spatially next to you so you can see them. Oh, that would be interesting. Well, yeah, they can no, see each other. I think that'd be... They can talk. I think that'd be interesting because you could build the metaphor of like how entertainment is pacifying people and how like the lower the upper classes laugh at the lower classes, but the lower classes want to look at the upper classes so they can pretend like they're part of it. And that'd be interesting that the lowest, like how they're arranged so that they can look at each other and live vicariously through mm-hmm. their different like windows. That could be an interesting part of the metaphor. Okay. The last well, thing that I we're gonna write a new movie here, guys. The water slide. <laughs> the, water <laughs> the water slide. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. The slip and slide. Yeah. Um. Uh. The last thing that I really wanted to address was the 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 gore and the shit. You know, we were talking about earlier because to me, this kind of movie. 
it's almost like I was bored by it because mm. it, it makes too much sense that people in this kind of scenario would do stuff like that. So it's like it makes too much sense that they would what behave so poorly and yeah, drink, like like when eat, be gluttonous and when Goring. I think the first real is the first real example of that when Goring kind of gets let out of the bed and then he stabs what's his face to death. Like that's well, kind so of the she stabs him in the throat. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Or you see that someone scene. fall. Yeah, you've seen people fall. Oh, that's, and yeah, like, the, well, the, that's, but that's kind of the you first don't see time much. It, it it lands on his level and bounces right. off, and so he gets blood spot on his face. And from that, I think right away you get the tone that like mm. this is brutal. There's gonna be some shit coming. Just so you know, okay? Yeah. He just woke up in the cell, and now he's got blood on his face. Yeah. Like I think I was it was grosser to me just watching. Um, Trimagasi eat the first time the platformer comes down. It's like, oh, gross. He's just, you know, picking up the scraps. To me, that was even grosser than that body falling. Yeah, what, what, really? Let's rate all the I mean, I, 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 I get what you're saying there. I, I, It was disgusting, but it wasn't like, I, it's not the same kind of tone promise, I think. You you love tone promises, James. I do love them. I think the, the body falling is more of a tone promise that like, we're going to see people eviscerated later, you know? Yeah, I sure. didn't find anything, sh- I, I found such things shocking, but never disturbing. What about the dog? I, it was you see so. Like the, you it see was like the so dog's entrails. Yeah, oh, it was that so was a, far from a dog that my brain didn't even process it. Yeah, it was just like, oh, it's dead. Oh, right. Dogs and owners everywhere. <laughs> that was but a I moment. Even, I didn't even see a dog anymore, though. I just saw like yeah, a it was just spine nothing, or something. Yeah. Oh, you mean that? Oh, okay. yeah. I thought you meant that this like that kind of small dog is just not a real dog. Oh to you? <laughs> no, of course not. No, the the sadness of the dog was real, but the like the visceral like disgust. Because like if it was a dog that was split open, that would be yeah. way worse. When like it's got a little dog yeah, face, you can't do that. People will just shut your movie off. Yeah, so that's actually, fair. that's really interesting. I never thought of that that way. Where it's like a circle, you go so far that you're yeah. good again. Like if it's just blood pop on the yeah. on right. the floor, like, then yeah, it's that's fine. Well, but, but if there's like some floppy ears sitting yeah. there, no pets in particular. Yeah. You can show that from uh, like a human's face, and it'll be like, all right, it's fine. You show a dog's face, yeah. they will burn down your yeah. studio. What did you guys think of the fact that he was willing to eat Trimagasi? Because he was already cut open, and it's just like he can take pieces off. But he 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 still fasted for days with the agency lady when she hangs herself, and he hmm. can't get himself to just cut her open. Did that seem realistic to you? Because I was like, he's already eaten people. Like, is he saving? Is he saving it so that he's? She's still gonna rot though. Like, it's not like it's better can, to eat it fresh, isn't it? Yeah, just I think that's what I was confused on. about. I'm like, wait, so he's just like he knows that he has to eat her eventually. Yeah, and he's already done it. Like, he's already eaten human yeah. for a month. So it's so. like, why would you want to wait, wait and then eat like semi rotted human? Yeah, that's what I think. Like I was saying before, I, like his his arc kind of doesn't. F- go right and yeah. i feel like that totally serves m- that point yeah, for me and also you know they have access to water and they eat the human like when they're acting as cannibals they do it in the grossest way i mean i guess blood's probably nutritious but it's always just like here's a someone's thigh oh, there's blood all over your hands and yeah. face as you're eating it yeah. like can you take that to the sink rinse it off it'll just look like sashimi it'll look like tuna <laughs> like just yeah, feed them. I don't know. You don't see some like leg there, hairs and stuff. Yeah, if you've been in there man. for years and you've had to eat multiple people, yeah, I think you'd learn to. You're just like whatever. No, I think you'd learn to do it better. You'd, you'd learn to make it. Yeah, you'd be good. a human butcher. Oh really? Yeah. You say butcher? butcher. He said butcher. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's for butts. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the good meat is. Hey, do you eat ass? <laughs> <laughs> I like that sequence when uh, Trumagasi is like a vision and he's like, oh, ears, jowls, cheeks, neck, yeah. breast, belly. And that actually yeah. um, was probably received more weirdly for us mm. because in, I've, I'm not sure if I saw this in Spain, but definitely in Mexico, the different t- like types of tacos you can get, they're named for the type of meat mm. that's in them. And like, like um, cheek yeah. is like a really it's like a delicacy it's like a, that's yeah, a good tongue, cut yeah. yeah so all those things are actually normal meats that's that fair, they would eat fair. so right. it's not as no I, I got that that idea that it's like a butcher thing yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah so would you guys recommend the platform <laughs> um, I did recommend it that's why we're here I yeah. think it's a cool movie wow 8.2 that's wild. Okay, man. it's actually it's probably not really supposed to be that high, <laughs> especially like in retrospect, having it seen it twice now. No, oh, yeah. It's like a, it's a watch it once kind of movie. Yeah. yeah. For me, I was just pleasantly surprised when I watched totally. it, and also I was enhanced, and I recommend being enhanced <laughs> when you watch it. <laughs> I was enhanced. It's not too. fair. That's not a, that's not a real rating, man. No, I've it, seen it twice now, and I was I was oh, okay. Last fair time, enough, so. I guess. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's totally like if you're just like I think the first time I watched it was like everyone's asleep, it's 11 p.m. on Friday. Nothing's going on. You yeah. just went. I for got it. a bag of cheesies. 
Let's do this. <laughs> That's your favorite snack, eh? I love the soft cheesies. Oh, I'm a pretzel boy. Riley, think, what are you? Honest, sun chips. Sun chips. <laughs> no way. We got the whole munchie mix. Yeah. No, you know what? You know what? Uh, Chicago mix popcorn. Ooh, that's a good one. The cheddar and the caramel yeah, you together. Can go for days. You don't pick them out. You, you just... would no. Nice. Right together. You, you yeah. wouldn't think it's. Uh, it's. I think I love it also because it's not something you would expect to go to together well. One thing you about put one my... in each cheek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly nibble on both. If you were on the, the platform, middle. would you be like, I need that Chicago mix? And you're down, whoa, the Chicago mix made it to the bottom. What what <laughs> Send it up as a message. It's a message. <laughs> um, it gets to the top, like, is that a message? Nah, yeah. it's only the cheese ones. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Like What's the, the point the then? The ones out. are gone. I, I think my five rating was like a, uh, I, I, I'm being honest when I say that it was sort of an emotional reaction to the ending because it was so mm. abrupt and I was so upset. I was like, what are you talking about? So maybe maybe if yeah. I like knew if I had like looked at the time and I'm like, I know this is approaching, maybe it would be like a six yeah. something. I, I don't know. It's a pretty easy watch. It's 90 minutes. It's got really good questions that it poses and it it I was thinking throughout it. And I if a movie that can make me think while still being entertainment is a is a good thing. This is exactly it. It was for me captivating, cool story. It went places I didn't expect. Maybe the ending's not the greatest, but look at all the conversation you can have. You totally. can think about it for a couple of days after. It was definitely a thinking, a thinking movie, but I think it's 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 uh, materially hurt by the existence of other and uh, potentially well. I don't know better. I don't know about Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is better than this movie. Oh, I disagree. No, oh, really? Uh, Snowpiercer, I did not. Like. I, I sort like of enjoyed it. I think I might have given Snowpiercer a six. And they're very close. What if but the platform? I think it's, what if the hole is one train station? Oh, Ooh. then I love it. Wow. <laughs> I think it's materially hurt by these other movies existing, where we've seen this so many other times. Like somebody make the space station movie. Okay, yep. make the space didn't station. Even outline what that would even be. It's just the it's Snowpiercer, but it's a space station it's, instead of a train. What does that? Okay. Okay. There's just so much more you can do with it. You should watch Graves by Wolves. I will. <laughs> they have an arc you've, that you've they You've convinced live on. me to watch it. Well, what are we watching next week? Are we watching Enola Holmes? <laughs> what? What no. is that? That's the Sherlock Holmes sister one. Apparently, no. it's pretty good. I'm gonna watch it. Really? Yeah. Apparently, it's got really good reviews. I mean, it's like a kids movie. I don't know. I just, I watch kids movies. I watch animated movies. I'll, wa- I yeah, I watch, kids I'll movies. watch an animated kids movie. I, I think it's watch high like a- time that we did like uh, a David Fincher movie. Sure. Sure. Oh, Wait, I think we might use... Hasn't this been decided? We might do Prisoners. We did the little calendar thing. Prisoners might have been the week prisoners. to do that. Yeah, Prisoners. Wait, or a, this, a Denis Villeneuve movie. When's Dune out? December. We, there's still too long before... Well, we were going to do... We had... Actually, we should ask the audience this. Yeah, we, what do we you We were going to, to have a... We had a discussion about whether or not we should cover David Lynch's 1984 Dune on the run-up to the new good Dune. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the opposition came from Riley, who was like, I don't want to watch... I want to go in blind, completely blind. I don't want to watch crappy Dune. Yeah, I don't want to watch like a crappy Dune and then a good Dune. Like he doesn't want any Dune. spoilers. He wants to watch the new one without knowing like anything that could possibly happen. Yeah. All the questions he leaves the theater with, he wants them unanswered. Um, well, particularly because you didn't want me to read the book before seeing the movie, but me watching the the original movie is sort of like that. But my argument so. is that the original movie is so wacky and oh, here like, we go, undune like. That it's just yeah, but it's still like the basic plot points are all going to be yeah, there. Yeah, but it's David Lynch, so there is no plot points. <laughs> You're just like, what is happening? You have no idea. I'll figure out what's happening. I'm so smart. I think as an enjoyer of content, I would rather not watch The Dune, so I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. But I think it's our journalistic duty what? to watch the 1984 No. Okay, wait. This is what we're asking people, right? Yes. We're asking you. So what, are we going to do a Twitter thing? Maybe we should do a poll where the options are watch Dune 1984 before, after, or never. Yeah. Yes. That sounds great. James, you're so good at polls. Mm. It's polling high on the... Okay, so watch out on Twitter for that poll. Maybe we'll do it on YouTube, too, the YouTube community post. I think you can do polls. Okay. (laughs) Mikey, you think he likes it? So watch out for that. (laughs) What are we doing next week? Matrix 4? I don't know. Goodbye. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) 